0: Thanks for joining us here at Rose Quartz Mediumship Podcast, where we adore anything and everything healing and metaphysically based. I wanted to talk a little bit about an experience that I had with my son recently that felt really profound for me. My oldest child has been in connection with a friend who multiple times throughout their friendship, he's had experiences with this individual where he didn't like the way that his friend moved through the world. And probably six months ago, we were talking about this friend. And he was saying how he thought that he had made a positive impact on his friend's reality. And it was a pretty deep statement, and so I asked him for more detail about that without trying to lead him in any direction, but to to just understand what that statement meant to him. And he said that the reason that he felt like he'd had a positive impact on his friend is that the way that his friend spoke to his mom felt really bad to him, and that he would listen and observe this friend speaking with their mother in a way that felt unkind to him, and that he'd spoken with his friend about this multiple times, that he didn't need to speak to his mom like that, and that if he picked a gentler approach with his mother, that he might have a more involved relationship with her and that he might feel safer to have deeper conversations with his mom. Because one of the other things that he observed is that this friend had very superficial conversations with his mom. And so he said that he thought he was having a real impact On his friend's reality because he had given him this different framework and different concept to think about. And he said that he'd watched him and observed him engage with his mother differently after that conversation, which I thought was a pretty, pretty profound reason for my son to think that he'd had an impact, a positive impact on this friend. And I can remember, it was probably about six months ago, feeling really impressed and um, proud of my son for the fact that he was willing to have that kind of conversation with his friend at such a young age. Uh, My son at the time was 11. And I can remember... I was actually in the car with him and he was sitting in a spot where he didn't have to look me directly in the eyes. And I find a lot of times with children that direct eye contact with them can feel overwhelming if they're talking about something that's very vulnerable. And so oftentimes my children will share these kind of vulnerable things when we're not looking directly at each other, right? So. I'm driving and he is not looking at me because he's in the um, back of the car. And so he talked pretty deeply and extensively about that kind of epiphany that he had with his friend that he didn't need to engage with his mom like that. And, And then the observation of the shift in his friend And so we're going to fast forward to a couple weeks ago. He came home from school, and I always ask my kids about their day, what happened. And at this point in time, I really don't even have to ask. They kind of hop into the car and start telling me everything that happened in their day. And he was clearly upset. You know, He was very agitated in his body, he was holding a lot of tension in his body, um, his face was holding a lot of tension, his arms were very rigid, his movements were very rigid as he was approaching the car. And so I knew that something was going on because his body was holding a lot of tension. And he got into the car and certainly was energetically agitated. So he was agitated in energy, he was agitated in body, and I didn't even have the, the time or space to be able to say, how was your day, before he started talking about his day. I didn't even need that invitation. And he talked about how at lunch, he was sitting at a table with multiple other boys, and two of his best friends who he's been in connection with for years did something and showed up in a way that was really upsetting to him. So there was another boy at the table with them having lunch and three of the boys at the table started picking on him bullying him a little bit and that this young boy got agitated and rightly so and then they started mocking him for being emotional and for being agitated and my son said how he told the three boys two of which are his friends and one is an acquaintance who he's not actually comfortable being friends with because he He thinks that he's a bully, but that young man is friends with his two friends and so had been joining them at a table. And I'm just going to pause and say that my son is really sensitive to energy and really tapped in and aware of energy. And we've had conversations about this, this third child multiple times where he said, I don't like the way that he treats people. And I don't like the way that my friends act when he's around. When he's not there, my friends are different. But when he's there, my friends are not the versions of them that I enjoy. And so he was talking about how his friends kind of jumped on the bandwagon with this other boy and were bullying this child at the table. And my son said a couple times, stop, that's not kind, you're being mean, you're not being nice to him, and the three boys kept doing it to the point where the the child got agitated and shoved the young man who um, was kind of the ringleader for this bullying And I asked what happened after that, and he said that the young boy walked away crying and that the other three mocked him. So two of them were, you know, making crying noises, and the other one was just laughing. And I said, how did that make you feel? And he said, really sad and honestly a little bit mad. And I said, why did it make you feel like that? And he said, because nobody deserves to be treated like that. And how would they feel if that child hurt themselves or if that child, you know, didn't want to come back to school because they'd been mean to him. And so we talked that through for a while. And I said, now tell me about the mad emotion. And he said, well, I'm really disappointed. I'm mad, but I'm disappointed that these two boys who I have considered friends for years would be willing to change so much just because a different person came in and kind of normalized this bullying that they would then bully this other boy and I loved the fact that he could identify that there was another emotion there with anger you know that he was mad but underneath mad was disappointment and so we talked about was this other boy okay And he said that he had gotten up from the lunch table and followed him to make sure that he was okay and talked to him and empathized with him and heard him. And my son can be a bit talkative and he was feeling really proud of himself that he didn't over talk in this situation, that he allowed the boy space to talk about his feelings. And just validated him and empathized with him. And I allowed some silence in there. And then he said to me, you know the other part that makes me mad, Mom? And I asked, what's that? And he said that none of the adults in the space noticed or did anything. And he went on to talk about how The implications for that child were really huge. Could be really huge. And he talked about how that that could have been a defining moment for this child where he started feeling like he was not enough. And that the adults in the space should have stepped in. And my son is really good about talking to adults. Um, In one sense, I think people find it frustrating because he doesn't see the discrepancy in a hierarchy between him and an an adult. He feels um, like he has a voice in that space, which I think is really important. And so he typically would communicate something like that to an adult and say, I didn't like this. I didn't like that it happened, and I didn't like that... No adults did anything. And so I was kind of surprised that he didn't. And I left a little space and he said, I wanted to talk to some of the adults about why that was allowed, but I didn't want to get the boy in trouble because he had pushed the bully. And so I didn't feel like I could tell an adult what had happened because I didn't want this boy to then get in more trouble and feel more isolated and more rejected. And I understood that. I understood that fully. And my heart really hurt for my son because he knew the right thing would be to involve an adult. And yet, there are consequences for this boy pushing this child who is bullying. And so I really allowed him to make the decision that felt right for him, rather than trying to guide him towards communicating with the adult. And so he checked in with this young man a couple times that night, just asked him how he was, told him he was a good friend, and um, the next day, got into the car after school and said that things were better for him and that he was feeling less hurt, Uh, this child was feeling less hurt about the interaction. And I think a week went by, and then one evening we were outside stargazing. And that's a time, again, where I find my son will talk about deeper things with me when we're stargazing and so we were outside stargazing and he said mom I don't think I want to be friends let me actually pause there was no I don't think he said I don't want to be friends with that boy anymore and he was speaking about the child who had been rude to his mom and had 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 a lot of unkind actions and behaviors and words in the past and um and I said tell me why and he said anyone who would be willing to treat another person like that isn't somebody who I want to be friends with and I thought it was just such a mature response from my child And again, I allowed some space and some silence. And he said, if I lose the other friend, right, because he had these two friends, one of which has a history of having some unkind behavior and words. And one of which really doesn't. You know, this is a new behavior for him. And I think it's very much, um, you know, the kind of pack mentality, right? A new energy came in that had really normalized bullying and his one friend who already had a tendency to lean in that direction leaned in and his other friend who he hadn't seen that kind of tendency out of also leaned in in a more gentle way right so he was laughing opposed to mocking him but he was still laughing and so my son said if I lose this other friend Who is his best friend and has been for years, and they have an incredibly close relationship. And he said, If I lose this other friend because I've lost the friend who's leaning into bullying, I'm okay with that. And again, I was just blown away by him. You know? And I said, tell me a little bit more about that. And he said, I hope that he thinks about the way that he treated this boy. And I hope that he doesn't act like that anymore. But if me not wanting to be friends with this friend who's bullying means that this other friend, his best friend doesn't want to be friends with me then I'm willing to do that and this is nothing that was prompted from me you know this is coming straight from him and we talked about how sometimes people show up in a way that they're not proud of and that sometimes a gentle conversation can allow them to reflect upon the way that they're moving through the world and an opportunity to change that. Because as humans, man, we all do things we're not proud of, right? It's part of the learning and growing process and to allow grace with people to show up in a way that they're not proud of and then modify the way that they show up. And he said, yes, That he wanted that, but that if his friend didn't, that he was okay losing him because that wasn't something that he wanted to be part of. And I feel like this is a big concept for a small human to really be embodying in a deep way. And so again, I left a silence because my son is really phenomenal at processing his emotions really phenomenal and he said mom I think I need to start finding other people who I can be friends with so that if these if his best friend doesn't change or modify his behavior that my son had new connections and I just can't even explain how heartwarming that was for me that he recognized that he needed to diversify his connections because connection and community and having a sense of belonging with other people is such an important part of the human experience and so whenever i'm working with a coaching client for example who is recognizing that they no longer fit in a particular social group that they start taking steps towards finding aligned meaningful connection with other individuals because again that sense of connection community and belonging is just so important And so for my son to have gotten that concept without any sort of cueing around it was so beautiful to me, and I was so impressed with him. And then I watched him do it. I watched him start initiating connection with other individuals. And he didn't try and press his best friend in any direction. He had a gentle conversation with him where he talked about how he felt about the engagement that had happened at the lunch table. And he didn't say that his friend was wrong. He just said how he felt and that his truth was that that was a harmful behavior and nothing that he wanted to do or be part of. And watching my son find a place of surrender where he wasn't going to try and force his best friend in one direction or another. He was going to provide the opportunity and then allow, allow his friend to be who his friend wanted to be and that he would then make a choice about whether or not he wanted to be friends with him from a place of surrender rather than trying to control and force and try and force this friend to be somebody who maybe he isn't but also allowing the space to observe who his friend could be and is and we don't know yet You know, he's kind of in that space of observation and surrender while he's simultaneously building some new connections. And that evening, after the stargazing, I was meditating before bed and really reflecting upon what a phenomenal human my son is. He just blows my mind. On a daily basis. And for me, it was such a huge lesson that I know took me a lot longer than 11 years to learn. I know that. And I think a huge part of that is that my son is pretty confident in who he is. And he has a very strong sense of self. And he knows that he's not right for everybody. In fact, um, he kind of says, I'm different. But he doesn't want to change who he is to fit in with other people. And that has been his MO since he was a small child and it has been really beautiful to watch him in his process and I feel so blessed to be his mom and get to watch him as he moves through this human experience in lots of different ways and, and gets to, to explore who he is and allow that identity to be fluid and change but also own it and know who he is and be unapologetic about it and not have this huge desire to fit into societal norms that don't match his identity and his uniqueness. And so I wanted to share this experience because I think it's something that a lot of us could take something from. And I just invite you to sit with this and ask yourself where you are in this process. I know that that's what I did in meditation that night was to really look at where I am with this exact content. And I really appreciate you being here on the podcast with us listening to this content and reflecting upon it in whatever way feels good or right to you or not, right? If it doesn't resonate, release it and move on. But I really appreciate you being here in this space with us and listening to the podcast. And I hope that you have a beautiful morning or day or evening or night, wherever it is that this podcast is reaching you.